0: Dude, what's it, up? I don't think there's any audio to open up the episode today. Wait, what do you mean? There's just, there's just no sound from the games this past week. Nothing. No, there wasn't any good calls and any James's shots in Villanova. That was an absolute disaster, especially okay, in the second okay, half. Okay, 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 okay. What?
1: What are we doing? Shit, are we are we gonna have to introduce ourselves? I mean, for the first time. Yeah,
0: I, I, I cannot not see any other choice.
1: Oh God.
0: Oh, oh, I got an idea So I'm in this Shakespeare class This semester And I've kind of learned Some cool Like introducing Like speaking Okay, styles. yeah, yeah, Go yeah. wax poetic <clears throat> Hey ye, hear ye I hereby Proclaim The Georgetown Hoyas Of Washington, D.C. To be As inconsistently Sucketh And goodeth as thou bequeaths it, you silly knave. Hmm. How
1: does that how does that sound? I don't know. That's not bad. It might be a bit intense though. Like, I know we got the fire and ice thing going, but I, don't know. I was thinking more of like a like an urban vibe, like, yo yo, what's up guys? Welcome back. It's your boys, holding it down. Right? That's I think that's more more our energy.
0: Low energy. Ah, bro, like, this is just awful. You know what? We can't do this shit. Okay. Like, let's just cue the music. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Shit. Uh- the harmony dc Woo-hoo! And we're back yo 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 what's up guys it's your boys <laughs> <laughs> i thought i thought the second time my work
0: yeah, yeah it didn't <laughs> it didn't for <laughs> na- narrator it did not <laughs> Two minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. in all seriousness, we are back here at DC's Take Five. Dan Baldwin and Carter Owen here to break down all the hottest and coldest Georgetown news of late. I
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, got some. Got a lot of stuff to talk about here. Yeah. Um, yeah, We've had two games since our last episode:
1: a big win over Xavier and a encouraging but still tough to
0: swallow. Lost on the road against Philadelphia. Frustrating, frustrating. What's a good word? It's kind of like the way you look at it. Almost, are you a half glass? Are you glass half full kind of guy, mm-hmm. or are you a glass half empty type yeah. of guy? Yeah. Well, in our case, you know, tea mug half full. <laughs> yeah. we're sipping peppermint tea right now ah, in yeah. a closet in the McDonough School of Business. Doing it right, us.
1: yeah, doing it right.
0: But yeah, let's uh, let's just dive right in. Okay. Um, so. We actually recorded our previous episode the day of the Georgetown-Xavier game, and we each kind of agreed that we have overwhelming talent, we are just a flat out better team than they are, and we basically had no excuses going into that game. Mm -hmm. It was a win or huge, huge bust, and quite frankly, dude, (laughs) it looked like bust for most of the game. I know, I know. It was bad for a while. (laughs) You know, in typical
1: fashion, when Georgetown is expected to comfortably beat a team, they get off to a 9-0 start,
0: right? That is a 9-0
1: deficit. (laughs) Oh, oh, they, meaning the other team, yeah. Um, We're well-versed in uh, hoyology at this point. So, it, it was unexpected, but equally frustrating. And I would say the entire first half,
0: and maybe half of the second half, we just... We look like doo uh, doo. Doo doo is a nice word for <laughs> if, we're, if we're putting it um, non-explicitly. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. Well, a, we are an explicit podcast. We can, yeah, we could say it. Yeah, it looked like garbage, flaming hot garbage. <laughs> Especially the first half. I mean, I give it three poop emojis. <laughs> yes, it was bad. But uh, I mean, the only bright spot in the first half was Josh LeBlanc. Mm-hmm. LeBlanc played an aggressive. Game from start to finish. The only downside was that he picked up three fouls fairly quickly, <laughs> and also a hilarious turnover. Remember, on his first steal, he oh, tried to it do was a euro. So bad. You know, he thought he was Giannis. I, I I remember I was broadcasting. I was just like, listen to man, I love Josh, but you got to pull that out <laughs> every time. What are you doing? But you got to love his effort. I mean, he yeah. was, he he was all over the court mm-hmm. that game. He scored a career high. 17 points at 8 of 11 from the for fields. Big East play career high yeah and um, 3 steals 2 blocks Yeah, he was all over his recognition especially on the perimeter was oh, yeah. exceptional yeah he had so many like timely baskets around the rim too just being in
1: the right place at the right time like 4 of his points were from passing lanes 2 of his points were from like loose balls that he just caught under the rim mm-hmm. one of them was from like the, uh, the rip that Greg had so that's 10 points there just off of Timeliness, And that, I mean, obviously says a lot about who Josh is as a player, but the fact that he was our
0: leading scorer at halftime was not, you know, it's not a recipe for success no, like, against Big East. Teams. We love Josh. We love what he brings to the team, and we love his potential moving forward. But he's our fourth option right now, and he's yeah. more of a player that – you know, he'll get maybe one or two looks from around mid range yeah. that he's capable of knocking down. Mm-hmm. And especially if he can turn into a shot around the elbow, he's going to make that about eight out of ten times now. Yeah, yeah his shooting's it. been a lot better. Yeah, and you called it. I remember you said you were watching him shoot and he was just feeling good. Yeah, Earlier, yeah this, was, this was really early in the year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so credit to you. DC's um, take five, right, yet again. Exactly. But uh, then uh, a young man who struggled of late. Decided that the second half would be a good time for him to remember how to shoot the ball, one. And two, he really... I I, I can't even tell you how good I felt for this kid after this game. I mean, James Akinjo, man. I, Hollywood. Hollywood! Uh, he struggled so much in about three games in a row. Yeah. For him to finally play a good game on the scoring sheet... And also not turn the ball over and really play his role. Yeah, I mean, I just felt great for the
1: kid. I I think this was this gets my vote for the best game of his career.
0: Absolutely. Even it's not even say, a question, you
1: could say Illinois was you know given the circumstances better, and you could then even say Little Rock. You know, but I mean that was just such a scoring exhibition. Um, but his game against Xavier like was so impressive. The fact I mean you you read the line out and it's 23 points on 60% shooting, four a seven from three, seven to seven from the line, five rebounds, four assists, five steals, which I didn't even notice watching the game, and only two fouls in 36 minutes, all of which came in the second half. According, you know, his points, and this was, um, I mean, a
0: marquee performance, and like you said, a really good, feel-good game for James. It was great. I mean. First of all, the one thing I noticed that he was doing a very good job of, especially in the first half, was defensive rebounding. Xavier's a big team. They like to play through their bigs. Hanky McSpanky, Tyreek Jones. And that's how they beat teams. They wear them down in the paint. That's how we Mm -hmm. lost to them in uh, the Sintas Center in Ohio, that in the zone. And Ewing really emphasized, if you look at Max and – James's stats, they did a great job, both of them rebounding. They combined had nine rebounds. Yeah. They did a very good job of collapsing and tracking down long rebounds, especially in the first half. So you could tell that James was very conscientious about that. But his development in ball security and I would even say on ball defense has been fantastic.
1: Yeah. I mean look, even in Big East play, if you uh you know, outside of the Providence game and the St. John's game. Actually, no, my bad. I didn't even see the Butler game. He has been much better with his turnovers as of late. Yes, than he was earlier in conference play, and this is with you know an increased load in minutes too. Um, we'll get to this eventually. But against Nova, he had no turnovers in 35 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It's an amazing defense. Then that's really impressive. Um, I think James is also getting a lot better at picking his spots, which I think is obviously encouraging. But it seems almost like he just flipped a switch. In the Xavier game. You know, obviously, given that he he did all this in the second half, it makes sense. But, you know, beyond just finding the balance between being aggressive but also being a good point guard and setting your teammates up, it said, you know, it looked like he was just taking only good shots.
0: And he wasn't really forcing anything. It's kind of like Jesse last year in Big East play. Like, Jesse was struggling for a large portion in the first 10 games. And then something happened. Like, midway through the schedule... And he just became lights out, mm. infinitely better. And you and I were speaking about how we were hoping something of that sort would happen for James. Like Something would just click, and there would be a moment where everything just became slower. Mm-hmm. He began to read things better. And I'm hoping it was the second half of this game because he played close to flawless basketball. Yeah, and he hit so many clutch shots. Xavier
1: was trying to keep it close with that BS, like two banked in threes— bunch of offensive rebounds mm-hmm. like that was such a Georgetown game to lose yes. the fact that i mean expanding now the fact that as a team we were able to pull it out was such a relief
0: and i think makes it probably our biggest win of the year Oh, i would agree with that not even a question i remember it was it was great after the, after the game usually i go home and i would just rip out a recap um, immediately for my website but thompson Stowell, thompson Stowell, check it out check it out um but instead I went out to a bar And I celebrated Had a nice <laughs> picture with the boys nice. And we celebrated a great win Because it really was like, I, I, I wrote this in my recap This is a game that we lose 10 times out of 10 times in the beginning of this year and 11 fact, times out of 10 times Yeah And the fact that we won is. Ing- I was riding such an emotional High that night yeah. like, I can't remember feeling that good About a win like, ever I felt yeah. good about the Providence win yeah. But that was a game we should have won And blew it and got lucky Yeah, this was that, a game, was, that was lucky This was a game where we earned it We yeah. got fucked up in the first half And yeah. we came right back Battle through adversity Through our young players And quite frankly, our bench yeah. Played very well Jake and bench Mosley Bob, baby. Jake and Mosley played an outstanding 15 minutes He did he And really hit two did. big threes Yeah I mean, and and think about it. Even
1: if you look at the box store, Greg did nothing but had the biggest play of the game, mm-hmm. where he ripped you know the ball out of another dude's hands and got it to Josh for a layup that gave us our first lead. Um, Trey didn't really do anything as usual, but <laughs> like at least at least Greg and uh, Greg and Jagan uh, are providing like their big you know big plays and and stability too.
0: I was surprised that. Jamarco was benched in favor. Yeah, of Caleb. yeah. Let's talk about that. Caleb's been starting. I think he started the Nova game too. No, he didn't. He didn't. Okay. No, did well, you were like, you were out for most of the first. Yeah, game. yeah. I wasn't really. I wasn't really following. You I think much. Ewing recognized that it was a failed experiment. <laughs> okay. Um. I think what Ewing the Caleb was,
1: Johnson experience episode I, one of one.
0: <laughs> I, get, I, I get what Ewing was trying to do though. You and I have spoken a lot about how Ewing views Caleb as an enforcer. Yeah. Physical player. Yeah. And we got out-hustled and out-banged when we were in the Synthes Center earlier this year. So he thought that maybe playing Caleb would help give Georgetown a physical edge to start the game. I mean, he was completely wrong, but (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, I I do
1: see where he was coming from with it.
0: Um, But, I mean, I just... I really think that the way Jamarco's been playing of late, like, he's got to be in the starting lineup. He played very well against Nova and had a humongous... Humongous offensive rebound Against Xavier Oh yeah Let's talk about that His, his only bucket of
1: the game Was this Freaking Pterodactyl like Offensive rebound Where he just comes out of nowhere he stuck snatches his it And just goes right back up Like That's putting Wingspan to big use yeah, yeah. He
0: also had a very solid Defensive game per I, usual I think, I think by now Let's not even be surprised When he plays well on defense Like
1: he's definitely Our best perimeter defender now yeah,
0: um, he has the length, he has the lateral quickness. I mean, whoever he gets put on is just going to have a uh, very frustrating afternoon.
1: Yeah, and I wonder, it, it does look like he's put on a little more weight since the beginning of the year, too. I know he's still lifted, listed at 205, but... He's probably about 215. Surprised. I was going to say 215, maybe. Mm-hmm. And he's starting to fill out, you know, and that might help him even more when he decides to drive. I know his two buckets against Nova were like two very good
0: drives to the rim. He's, his confidence is on the up and up, and it's exciting. Thank I mean, fucking God, man. I don't yeah. want him to transfer. Yeah, I don't think he will, um, especially since he's going to have a very big role on the team um, come next year. I mean, we'll get to his stat line against Nova, but I would argue he was our second best player um, for certain in that mm-hmm. game. Um, I do want to talk about Mac against yeah. Xavier, though. Okay. You and I each thought that, this was a game where he could very well get over 30. Yeah. And I think that what Xavier did, and I think this is a flaw in Max's game at the moment, they did a very good job of making him uncomfortable from deep. And yeah. The, and I noticed this in Villanova too. Mac's offensive game and his potential is still very much connected to his efficiency from three. Yeah. If Max hitting from three... He's, he's going to go off for about 20-25 But if he's not He's probably limited to around 6-13 to 13 Because yeah. He's not going to be efficient And he doesn't quite yet Have the ability to create For himself At any opportune moment And I think we saw that He did a much better job against Xavier, going to the rim and creating opportunities for himself and his teammates, and he did yeah. against Villanova. Led the team in assists. Yes, he did. Um, but, again, he fought through the adversity. He put up 11, five assists, four boards. Overall played a very solid game, did what we needed him to do. But I just think we're beginning to see teams kind of recognize where his flaws are and are yeah. adjusting, yeah. which is... Problematic considering I think he is the biggest potential when it comes to scoring wise on the perimeter for us.
1: Oh, 100%. I, I think Mac, despite being tough as nails and an amazing athlete, struggles a little bit against physical teams, which is fair, right? I mean, he's not the biggest dude in the world. I mean, I passed him a couple times in the past few days on the way to class. He's closer to 6 1 than 6 2. The more and more I think about it, Really um, serious, serious, generous from. serious seriously, like, you know, even I watched a video of him, you know, uh, for like the eighteenth time and his coach was saying, you know, he was a small five eight as a freshman, now he's, you know, a big six one, six two. And well, I'm how like, tall are you? I'm six foot. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Not even not even gonna try to push that to six one either. See I always um, push it to five nine for yeah, yeah, the it's all, all good. Like, it's all five good. eight
0: and three uh, quarters, quarters and I'm like Fuck out
1: of here, yeah, Doc. Come yeah, on yeah, now. I'm five nine. Come on now. Five-nine and a half in the pair. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, it's so it makes sense. And despite the fact that he's a great finisher, once he gets ahead of steam, that's why he's so good in transition, and also great when people overcommit to his three-point shot, he's not so great at just getting by someone and then making something happen. You know, I think the biggest development for Mac and James from, I would say, this year throughout their college career is going to be their in-between game. So for Mac, that's probably a pull-up jumper. For James, that's a floater uh, with either hand from any you know point of the field. Because right now they're kind of like you know three and layup guys, three and free throw guys. I mean, but hey, you know sabermetrics—that's what you should do. But I even saw, especially in the Villanova game, Mac was forced to the middle of the paint a lot and had to take some floaters, and and he was he was just missing them. Um, Yeah. But it was nice against Xavier to see him contribute in other ways. I mean, he obviously had a bunch of hustle plays, uh, even though his three-point shot wasn't falling. He wasn't super ball-dominant either, which was nice. A lot of his buckets were off, like, cuts, or, you know, he would get it in transition. He had a sexy pass to Josh. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was obviously went viral. And <laughs> Oh, that was the one I in think, transition in the first yeah, half. no-look, yes. the little drop-off. Yes. That was really nice, but... Yeah, I think it's just uh, You know, you take the good with the bad And you realize As much as we want to buy into the hype And say, you know Games like the ones he has against Marquette Or St. John's That's going to be the norm It's like, no, that'll be That's like a high right now You know, it's a glimpse of what I think will come But, you know Just like the Hoyas in general As a young team They're going to be bounds Mm -hmm. You know, of the upper end and lower end Between
0: what a player's performance is On a game-to-game basis I I agree with that Um, With that being said Before we move on to Villanova I do want to ask you this I know this isn't in the rundown But Um, we played close to everybody We played everyone but DePaul and Seton Hall Yeah Who of the teams outside of um, Outside of Nova and Marquette who you would feel most confident in playing right now Of the teams that we've played in the Big East Tournament And what team would you feel the most scared to play And out of, out of those teams we have St. John's We yeah. have Creighton, Butler, Providence, and Xavier So what team would you feel most confident in us being able to beat so, on, on, in, in a neutral court environment yeah. Except technically a home game for St. John's Yeah. And who do you think we would lose to come Big East Tournament
1: so you're talking from this point going forward? Yes. Okay.
0: Like, who would pick? It, an, and are opponent, you?
1: Are, are we picking the teams where they are right now? Right or now. where I think they'll be. Okay. Right now, if uh, we we're playing, who would you yeah. be afraid? So I'll discount DePaul and Seton Hall because yes. we haven't played them yet. Yes. Um, and I won't cop out and say Villanova. Yes. I would be. No, re- I doing. would be really worried if we played Creighton. In all fairness, okay. Because nice. I think they for they. They're better at doing what we like to do than us, and kind of I think can trip up some bad habits when we play them. Um, whereas I would feel really good against the team, like you know, I feel I do feel really good against us playing against St. John's just because I have experience there, mm-hmm. um, and we also have big game players, so I think you know pe- people who can rise to the occasion. But I would feel good against. Providence like I said in the preview um, where I said you know I think we beat them twice I think that you know we did get lucky when we beat them earlier in the month or last month February now geez and uh, without like rambling too much you know I I would obviously want to think more about this I think
0: Providence is a team that I would feel very comfortable against this playing I Honestly, if I had to pick my ideal opponent, I think we'd beat Butler. Again, my team from the preview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think we're better top to bottom from them. I think Kamar Baldwin's overrated. And especially us just owning them in their house. I I don't see how they come into D.C. or Madison Square Garden and beat us. I think we're better than them top to bottom. I agree, but the only thing that gave me
1: pause is I'm also... I'm a little biased based on the experiences I've had and the sample sizes that I've seen of us playing them. We beat Butler with Greg having the game of his life.
0: And no one else really playing that well. I do Whereas, think at this point in time I believe that you know, Jesse would be okay unlike Villanova. I think James would be better. Mac. I think Joe is playing better. I really don't think... I just don't think Butler's good. No, I, I know. I still think we would beat them. It's just... You know, my
1: anxiety or fear, whatever you want to call it, is saying we only beat them with Greg having the game of his life. Yes. Whereas the fact that we were able to beat Providence in a fucking just dogfight mm-hmm. with no one really playing that well. I mean, Jesse like shot forty four percent from the field, even though he had a monster game. Yeah. Um, and didn't even shoot well by his standards from deep. James didn't play well, and the fact that we were able to just come back and slug it out, like I think that mental advantage is pretty big.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, especially considering Providence has really had us for the past couple of years. It's going to be really interesting to see how that game plays out on Wednesday. Yeah. I'm not going to lie; I'm nervous. Yeah, because I'm they, real is there, nervous. Is that guy AJ Reeves back? Reeves is back. Oh, okay. And the thing is, Reeves—he's been kind of hot and cold since coming back. But you, you know, knowing us, he's going to
1: drop. Oh, he's going to torch us. Yeah, old um, fashioned.
0: I'd be afraid to play Saint John's. I really would be. Really? I, okay. I don't trust our ability. To stop Shimori Pons. I know we held him to 21. It was, it was more luck than anything. I, he missed some good looks, man. And there's something about St. John's in the Garden and us losing yeah, to them in the yeah. Big East tournament back to back years. I want no freaking part of them this <laughs> year. Yeah. Like, listen, do I think we're. Do I think we can beat them? Yeah, we should be undefeated against them this year. Yeah. But there's something about Like, they're. They just have so much talent. It just scares yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you um, and you bet on talent, you know, in a one game
1: thing where you yeah. can't project what's exactly. gonna happen. I mean
0: they I don't know. they don't look good though. I mean they got walloped by Duke this past weekend. Bruh. The Knicks need Zion, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. He's disgusting. Alright, but that's enough of that. Let's get to yeah. the Nova loss. Yeah, that was fun. Um Unlike the novel <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean it was fun until like five minutes left in the second half. Yeah, hour.
1: that's that's ironically when I came back for my lunch.
0: See, it's crazy because <laughs> I feel like I had some role in this. That that first half in that game made no sense in any freaking like I, I I it's hard to put into words because we really didn't play well. I mean the way that we are used to defining playing well is us clicking on offense yeah because that's what this georgetown team has been known to do we struggle on defense we play well on offense we run through govan and it's a success if one of the freshmen on the perimeter macker james is feeling it in this game james was playing well james played an outstanding game in my opinion considering he had close to no consistent help from his other two of the big three of georgetown yeah um James played outstanding, had a great buzzer beater to put us up by one at halftime. But you knew that if someone named Jesse Govan or Mac McClung couldn't get going in the second half... Or both. Or (laughs) both, you know? But usually we don't get that kind of luck. Things weren't going to work out. And in the biggest game of his career, he may have had the worst game. Easily the worst game in the tenure of Pat Ewing maybe in his career from Jesse Govan, he played 13 minutes due to foul trouble put up 0 of 9 only got 2 rebounds a steal a block and he fouled out i mean yeah i um, haven't seen Jesse look that bad since freshman year It's the biggest dud i've seen from him it, it, in my you know 3 year history of you can um, tell he was devastated. He was just... Hit. He, like After he had fouled out, he had the towel in his head. I mean... it looked like he was going to cry. He might... I mean, I just felt so bad for the kid. But he... Let's not let's not give him too much sympathy. He did
1: a lot to himself. Yeah, it was silly fouls. It was just... And usually, I've noticed... Jesse's gotten in foul trouble a fair amount. I'm, I noted last podcast, he's been using the shit out of the five fouls he's mm-hmm. been given. Or everyone has given. But usually, he... he Steadies himself, stays on the court, and then you know his jumper find, you know finds its rhythm eventually. And I think a lot of those hedging fouls he gets are frustration fouls because he misses his first few shots, yeah. he gets down on himself
0: because he obviously puts a lot of pressure on himself as our top option, right? I do want to say that was such a homer officiated game, mm. especially in the second half. Yeah, you were telling me this. It, it, it was about eight minutes left. We had seventeen fouls. They had one. Oh. So like my thinking is you've played organized basketball, I played organized basketball. There are teams that are a little bit less disciplined than others yeah. and we know that Villanova is just naturally a more organized, disciplined team because that's just what Villanova is known for. They're known for their organization, yeah. their discipline that they're not going to beat themselves. But the fact there's no freaking way that we were fouling that much more than they were and they were yeah. calling nickel dimers too. So Mm -hmm. you're telling me that we're getting nickel-dimers, but they aren't? Yeah. I mean, come the hell on. (laughs) It was just frustrating for me as a fan. I mean, like, am I biased? Of course I'm biased. I can't stand Villanova. Mm -hmm. But it was just frustrating to see that the lack of equity right there between the foul calls because Mm – Basketball is a little bit different than football Where a team could be committing constant penalties But like basketball is such a flow game Yeah Where like Both teams are going to foul You know you got to be consistent And I just didn't think the consistency was there That was just me putting on a rant But going back to Govan I mean If you want to be the star player And I recently wrote an article saying Like don't worry He's going to be back And he will be Thompson's now Thompson's now Um he will be. I, I don't doubt that. But his draft stock certainly took a hit with that game. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's, uh, you showed me a really funny Facebook comment from this Hoyas group uh, <laughs> that said, you know, for Jesse, you're up, here we come. Yeah. That was brutal. I mean, he'll have a shot, but... Um... now he's, de- he's definitely going to get some work. Out, so I don't know if he'll get drafted, but... Um, yeah, I mean, look, even he tweeted... The day of the game, I think. Right afterwards. How quickly people forget. Oh, well. The bounce back shall be
0: crazy. Shrug. (laughs) I mean, Lord, you know. And the crazy part about that game was the announcers, the way they spoke about Georgetown, they spoke about us glowingly. Especially in the first half. They said that this team... One of the announcers, I believe was the color guy. I don't know what his name was. He said... That this Georgetown team should be seven and one, six and one.
1: Yeah, I, I heard that. So that might have been at the beginning of the game. Yeah, right? we
0: were talking about you know late game execution. Yeah, that's what he was talking about. Yeah. He said, "You know what? This team's only gonna get better." Yeah, I mean, it's just that's the thing, right? It's just frustrating because we hung with them without Jesse and Mac. Imagine if Jesse just had a normal game by his standpoints. Doesn't need to be crazy. Twenty and seven. That's what he's averaging or was averaging before this game. 28-8, excuse me. He was averaging about 19.5 and about eight rebounds. We win that game. Had had he had a normal game, this is a win. Yeah, right. I mean he just used he 0 for 9. If he shot 4 for 9 or 5 for 9, we're in it all the way till the end. Yes. Um, I mean granted, like, we gotta give credit where credit is due. Trey did a nice job he did. of filling in. He did. I didn't watch it, but his box score was pretty he, solid. He missed a couple of layups that made me want to yank my hair out. Yeah, okay. But That's Trey. You know, that's Trey. you gotta, you, you got to live with the ebbs and the flows. He made a couple of nice running shots, especially in the second half, <laughs> to help keep us in the game. And he worked well with James. I mean, they were our offense for a while. That's crazy, dude. We hung with Villanova. And I mean, and I think a big reason we hung with them was our biggest fear about this game. Ewing executed and devised a brilliant defensive game plan, and I think a large reason for the fact that we did so well was James and Jagan combined shut Phil Booth down. Yeah, I mean, until the last, you know. Three minutes? Yeah. But, but by then it was kind of... I, I felt like it was already over. Yeah, his you stat know? line, 5 of 15, 2 of 8, 14 points. That's... I think it oversells how bad he was. Uh, yes. It, it doesn't paint a fair picture. He was horrendous. Terrible. And James just... It was great because this was the defender we were hoping to get. Yeah. Yeah. And you're we're finally we seeing were him yeah. to be honest, we expecting Yeah, we're finally seeing him morph into that player. And we were worried about two players, Booth and Pascal. Pascal played well, but Josh did as good of a job on yeah. him. As we could have hoped. If, if
1: next year Josh guarded him, he wouldn't have done much. Because no. a lot of it was just weight, you know? Josh did a great job contact. of
0: shutting him down from beyond the arc. Yeah, what a six from there. It was crazy because I was listening to the pregame show on Fox Sports 1. Eight of nine from two. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Uh, they were talking about how Pascal had the mismatch over... Um, LeBlanc? No, over Jesse... Because they were talking about how Jesse was going to guard him. I was like, are you kidding me? No. That's just bad research. No, yeah. Come on, we're not that dumb. Yeah. I mean, if there's one player that absolutely frustrated the living hell out of me (laughs) in this game, it's Colin Gillespie. 7 of 13, 6 of 11 from 3, 10 of 12 from the line, 5 boards, 4 assists, 1 steal, 1 turnover, 30 goddamn points. Who is this dude? Dude, he's. Dunk last year. He's He's awesome. not
1: even good. Dude. No, he's been having a damn solid year. He's just one of these like white scrappy guards Dude, know of a farm from Pennsylvania. And like he's like, you know, it's Archie Diablo. That's why he Vincenzo. Like and they just get good out of nowhere. <laughs> I mean, look, he's been really, honestly, he's been so solid in, you know, Big East play, but of course he has to have the game of his life against us. Oh, it's so, so predictable. I'm pretty sure we were even talking about it. Like, you know, we said, oh, if we'd lose, of course it would be him. Though. Of course it'd be the fucking white guy who just yeah. torches us. And... Yeah, the shortish guard. Yeah, I mean,
0: yeah. credit to him. The dude shot his ass off yeah. from three. Yeah. I mean, we, were, had, we had hands in his face some shots today where they were going in. I mean... Credit to him, he played a phenomenal game. But man, know, I mean, like we, we shouldn't be lighting this up.
1: <laughs> ah, it's like Murphy's law, dude. Like whatever <gasps> can go wrong will go wrong. Yeah, I mean, even I, even you know the one day, like I bet when we play Nova again, he does nothing, but it's the same result because Booth plays normally again. You know, like oh, we get we get a good we get a good break on one end, but we can't capitalize on it.
0: And the announcers were talking about it. They're like, if. He, Georgetown has done such a good job of shutting this team down, and they're not gonna capitalize. I think a big reason why we shut him down too was Jamarco Pickett. I mean, look at this box score. box score. Played 29 minutes, three of six from the field, two of two from deep, made both his free throws. Mm, I mean Uh oh. Three boards, two assists, three steals, two blocks, one turnover, ten points. I mean mm. Considering that this guy, this was the same guy who airballed a free throw and a three-pointer against Creighton, this is a fantastic game from Pickett. Give me that. Give me that every day of the week. Every game, give me this.
1: That's like a Nick Batum stat line, right? Yeah. Give me this
0: every single game, and Georgetown will be one of the hardest teams to beat in the Big East. I agree.
1: I agree. That's uh, that's really encouraging that he did it against a good team. It shows some resolve too that he was able to do it against. I forget who he was guarding in particular, but um, it
0: was either Samuel's or
1: Sadiq Bay, probably. Yeah, yeah. So no one crazy, but just in a uh, in a high stakes game, you know, it shows there's still some metal there in his head. Yeah. He's 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 a gamer, you know. He may not be a Ewing level gamer, but he's. Uh, He's got potential to rise up when it, when it matters. Uh, and it, in fairness, one of his threes was in garbage time. But even if you take out the points, right? I mean, I don't even think we need him to score that much, just hit the open shots. The way he fills up a stat sheet, that's like what gives me promise, you know? Not only about his college prospects,
0: but his NBA prospects. I mean, the one turnover. I mean, we were talking about this before. um, the podcast started. It looks like he's beefed up a bit. Yeah. A it looks like more. he's putting on a little bit of muscle and he feels more controlled when he tries to create opportunities for himself off the dribble. Yeah. Yeah. He feels a little bit more within himself. He's less wild and yeah. he's just more focused, I think. Yeah. I mean, his handle is still pretty loose, but because
1: he's gotten bigger, he's able to just go straight around people. Um, you know, I, I, we know with Jamarco, the physical aspect of the game, I think is going to be the biggest hurdle for him, that he'll continue to get better. But, um, I mean, he, he already gained 15 pounds from last year. I'd say he's probably up another 5 or 10 from the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, probably closer to 5, maybe just more uh, toned. But that's, you know, 20 pounds already, and he's still skinny as shit, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Right, what is he? Probably 210 now. He could easily get up to 240, I think. I agree with that. That's that's a monster. Even if it takes his senior year,
0: that's a monster, dude. You're giving me. I'm thinking. I'm just excited. Uh, Come on,
1: keep keep it up, Jamarco. You got two big
0: fans here. We're rooting for you. You We've been on the Jamarco train even when people were saying he was recessive because we were just looking at the overall big picture. Yeah, because we were seeing the. We used to call him the Swiss Army knife because of his prowess on uh, defense. Uh, it's just, I'm he's happy that he's finally beginning to establish some yeah. of that rhythm back on yeah. offense.
1: He's kind of a jack-of-all-trades, master of none type of thing. And he's only going to get better. That's the thing. It's so weird to just assume we'll be better because like, you never want to do that. Mm-hmm. But that's almost one of the benefits of a young team. Yes. You know, experience will just make us better. And I think we've even seen now, despite this loss, that there's real growth and real promise... From the early in Big E's play, even. I, I
0: mean, early in Big E's play, if we played Nova way back then, we would have gotten curb-stomped.
1: Especially if Jesse and Mac played as poorly as they did. Exactly. I mean, we exactly.
0: were losing by 20. Exactly. We would have been obliterated, thrown out of the... Yeah, we would have gotten run out of the gym. Yeah. It would have been embarrassing. We would have stopped watching by the 15th minute mark in the second half. So it's incredibly awesome that... Considering how bad two of our top three scoring options played, that we had the defending champs and the top team in the Big East on the ropes with about six minutes left in the second half. Yeah, yeah. I, there's a lot of encouragement
1: here. So and, you know, I don't, I don't feel as the loss, like you said before, is frustrating. But I'm not mad.
0: I mean, I'm not mad. No, like
1: we had no. I didn't think we had a shot in hell to win this
0: game. I predicted but, we were going to win just for the fun of it. Yeah, but right. Like, Roll Hoyas, (laughs) baby. Exactly, Roll Hoyas. But yeah, it was just 53-53 with seven minutes left. Jesse coming back in. I was just thinking. He was still there. We have a shot considering how bad we've been on offense. It shows that if Jesse can just get back to form and we can get one of the two freshmen and someone else, and if DeMarco can keep playing like this, we will be one of the hardest outs in the Big East yeah. tournament and no one's going to want
1: to play us. Yeah, I told you. It's it's one one reliable option makes you okay. Two makes you good. Three makes you damn tough. And mm-hmm. you know, we don't we still don't know who's going to, you know, show up. It's no, but you know, yeah. we have we have no, no clue. idea. That's the thing. It makes it kind of fun, honestly, right? Sometimes it'll be uh, someone out of nowhere like la Greg against Butler. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think with this, it's it's nice, too, because there's, like, not really a clear pecking order. I mean, there kind of is, right? But in terms of—I mean, there is in terms of, I think, seniority and, you know, the alpha mentalities on the team. Mm-hmm. But in terms of shots, if you ever look at it, it's pretty even. Even Jesse, he's not a high-usage player. He's very, very efficient. But, you know, sometimes it'll be James taking way too many shots— or Mac having a lot of shots or, you know, Trey out of nowhere having 10 or something, you know, like even if it's a, an unwelcome surprise. <laughs> Trey, you know, yeah. <laughs> you gotta um, love it. Yeah, but, but you know what I mean? Yes, like it, I do. You know, the, the, the wealth on our team, you know, I wouldn't say we're as predictable as you could, as we could be.
0: I agree with that. Right? I don't. I don't know. It makes, it makes it hard to game plan for us. Yeah, but with that being said, you want to dive into a little double action preview? Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, real quick, actually, um, how are you feeling about like our tournament hopes? I mean, we've played all the top biggies teams, teams now. I would say was- between Nova, Saint John's, and Marquette, like. How do you how do you think we fare? It took a it took a hit on Sunday. It absolutely took a hit. Well, I mean, obviously, if we would have beaten Nova, that would have been we would fucking have been fantastic. If we no. had
0: beaten Nova, we would have been in the tournament. We would yeah. have had an at yeah. at that very moment. Yeah, we were ranked eighty second according to the NET rankings, which before is, the game, yes, okay. during the game, they said that. That, to me, had we beaten an undefeated Nova team in Biggie's play at yeah, home, like... we probably would have jumped to about 65, a 17-point jump. I yeah. think that's fair, yeah. considering they've been one of the hottest teams in college basketball since 2019 debuted. But right now, I'd say we're probably about 87. Yeah. I mean, here, here's my thing. For us to make a tournament run we have to be lights out versus teams that we should beat
1: yeah right
0: yeah so this game against Providence is a must win we have to beat Butler yeah and, and we, we got I think to we gotta win like pretty much every game except
1: for the one against those big three the ones I think we three.
0: really got to beat one of the one of Providence excuse me not Providence Villanova villain over Marquette. On the road. Yes, I think we, I, I. truth be told, we have a better shot at Nova at home. Really? You I think, think so? I think we lose by about 15 at Marquette because Marcus Howard will be playing. Yeah. He'll probably drop 30 on us. Yeah. Hauser will probably have, both Hausers will have over 15. It'll be a very, that'll be a sobering game. But it, again, it's hard to look that far in advance because with this team, you really need yeah. to take it on a game-by-game basis. 100%. And quite frankly, Carter, I'm not even feeling incredibly confident about Providence. Really? Okay,
1: why so? I yeah. obviously feel pretty confident, but... Yeah, so my main thing worrying? is
0: they they absolutely had us at home. Yeah. And we got lucky as hell twice. Barely carved out a, rim, a win. And just the way they play defense, they're a hard nosed mm-hmm. team. And we really need Josh to be on against Alpha Diallo. Mm-hmm. And, or Jamarco. Yes, that's true. Yeah, Jamarco should probably get the. Alpha uh, Diallo didn't even do much last time. Oh, he torched us. No, dude. Absolutely. That. Bro, he us. shot
1: 9 for 24. He hit some timely shots. Yes, he did. He was 9 for 24 from the field. That's just poor game planning. Yeah, like as much as you could say that you know we got lucky in winning that he game. He also had Providence six also, offensive rebounds. Okay, fair. <laughs> also, Providence also got so lucky that we you know double teamed on a drive for no reason. We gave up a fucking stupid tap out that rolled through four people's legs and then yep. ended up for an open three. Like I, you know, I don't want to get too heated here, but I don't think I do think Providence is an overrated team as you can as their record suggests, mm-hmm. and you know they are a good matchup for us, but or a bad matchup for us. But I think combined with the fact that we've already played them and beaten them, you know, taking a punch to the mouth and survived, um, Mac wasn't even close to 100% that game either. And James had the worst shooting game of his life. He did. He was so
0: bad. So I, I I think we beat them a little more easily than you expect. I hope you're right, man. I really, really do. I just... You also look at the last game... You would like to think that Nate Watson won't be 9-11 yeah. in yeah. the field oh with 21 points. Bro. I mean, we couldn't stop that dude if our lives depended on it. Mm-mm. It was just... Should have thrown Caleb on him. Oh, bro. I mean, the reason we came back was because Ewing put Grayson Carter yeah, bro, on him.
1: That was the, that was the bench mob coming through. I think our bench has been a little underrated this uh, past few games <sighs> yeah. in terms of the production they've brought to the court. And I could see I could see that being a difference here. I also just think Providence guard wise like who's going to guard Mack or James I, and James. I agree with that.
0: When you yeah. look at Providence's team isn't equipped to win a shootout. Yeah. The only the last game that they scored over 70 points in was a win at home versus DePaul. They won 70 to 67. Then it was at home versus Seton Hall, they scored seventy-two points. Yeah. Then it was at us where they scored ninety. You know. Great, well, that was overtime. Great looks, guys. Fell them. Um, and those are the only games in Big East play where they've scored over seventy. Yeah. So if our offense just plays up to par, the way we know it can play, it, we shouldn't have any issues. But again, yeah, for this team for not not Providence speaking for Georgetown, the key moving forward has to be defense. Yeah, has to be defense, and it has to be fundamentals in the sense that they need to communicate. They can't take any possessions off, and they need to be organized. Yeah, if they can do that, they should have no problems. When I,
1: I hope it's not the case where we just played good defense because we were a little more amped for this game than usual. Yes, usually. I know. <sighs> you know, like the the you know the energy we bring to games. I think varies from game to game, but I think I think this will be a this will be a big one. You know. I think it'll be a good win. How do you feel about Butler? I think we'll take
0: care of business against Yeah, Kamara. I do too. I'm really not concerned about that one at all. Um, again, I I don't think Butler, top to bottom, is really a good team at all. The only player that concerns me is Kamar Baldwin. Um, Bro, James is going to clamp him. I, I think he will too. Kamar's a bigger guard, but he's not efficient at all. Yeah. He's really not, and... Look at the rest of their roster, the way it's kind of built. Their second-best scorer is White Jesus, Paulie Jorgensen. And he averages about 12 points a game on 40% shooting from three. Him and Sean McDermott, if we can shut those two players down from deep, this should be an easy win. Yeah, I agree. They don't have anyone that can guard Jesse. Jesse. I mean, Lord knows that they won't let Greg Malinowski beat you for a second <laughs> time, but I'm really not it. concerned about Butler. Okay. If we lose to Butler, I will be upset. <laughs> I will be. I'd be upset too, yeah. Because when you look at Butler, how, good, how, how they performed in Big East play, I'm not sure if they have one road win, I believe. Oh, that's a good question. I I, I can't. So look, it. they had they beat DePaul pretty resoundingly at DePaul, but other than that, I don't think they've won on the road. Oh yet. yeah, because bottom is a home game. Yeah, they haven't. Every other game they've won has been at home. Mm-hmm. So listen, man, I I even I I just don't think they're a good team. I don't think they're deep. I think they're very shallow. I think we win that game by about seven. Yes. Seven or eight? Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's kind of close in the first half, and I think we begin to pull away a very similar trajectory minus the Greg explosion from three.
1: Yeah. Okay. I think Mac has a
0: nice game. Yeah. I don't think they have a wing player that can guard him. I don't, I don't think But so I either. will say, going back to Providence, watch, that's going to be, we are going to see a very assertive Jesse Govan. A mm. very assertive, motivated mm. You and I like to dive into like, player psychology a little bit And how yeah. Jesse's a little bit more of a passive player But I think we're going to see some fire I was so impressed I'm not impressed,
1: surprised by that tweet too The fact that he's even Right, openly acknowledging his fuck up And saying, hey, I'm going to come back And kill it That shows there's some dog in there Even if he's not as vocal or explicit about it As the other players on our
0: team Oh, I totally agree with that um, I really, really do um, it's gonna be interesting, and you and I know better than anyone whether it works out the best or it doesn't. It'll be exciting, anxiety inducing, <laughs> and yeah, boy, it'll evolve a lot of expletives. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't want it any other way. At this, at this point, it's like a like a nice little drug. It is. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be unfortunate when I'm not on campus next year to uh, hopefully see us make the tournament. And you know, uh, you know what? Don't, We're start,
1: not- don't start thinking about that, man. We got our whole uh, Natty title run ahead of us. Yeah,
0: no, You always got to ship us our rings <laughs> after we win. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with that being said, uh, I think that yeah. wraps up the episode. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I don't, I don't really have
1: any takes for this one. I don't think anything super exciting is going to happen. No, I don't I mean, think so either. You know, color be surprised if something does, but... These, in my opinion, these
0: should be two taking care of business games. Dear Lord, baby Jesus, please let us win both of these games comfortably. (laughs) To the gods that give Mac McClung his bounce and James his tats. (laughs) Right. To to the gods that let Max 3 fall (laughs) consistently.
1: Yeah, Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, In all name, that is Patrick and Ewing. (laughs) and all that is holy, amen. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs>
0: With that being said though, uh, any concluding remarks? No, you just you just saw you just heard my concluding remark. My concluding remarks, check out Thompson's Towel, baby. <laughs> check it out!
1: The brand is strong, baby. Yeah, we're
0: gonna start rolling out merchandise this weekend. Uh
1: putting up 185 on bench, strong. That's strong for me. <laughs> I
0: haven't I haven't benched in a while. Really? Yeah, dude, I've been focusing more on uh you know, TB12 method. Uh, yeah.
1: yeah, baby. That's it. Just stretch for four hours a day and only eat plants.
0: Yeah. And you win Super Bowls. That's avocado time. ice cream. Was, yeah. yeah but with that being said, uh, stay, I would say stay warm, but it's really warm outside. Yeah, nothing so. makes
1: sense weather-wise, so we'll just say stay happy and stay blessed. Show those
0: pearly whites outside this week.
1: Hell yeah. Get some fresh air. Hawaii Saksa, folks. Enjoy.